0: But I think what a lot of the listeners will realize is that this episode is not, it wasn't dropped on Wednesday, it is being dropped today, which is Thursday... And for just we're wanting to kind of play around here and figure out what is the best day to release new content because we have been tried and true to updating and uploading episodes for Wednesdays. But we're just going to kind of play around and see how everything plays out for Thursdays if that one is easier on our listeners, of course, and if that's a better day just for everyone and then to see how that works for us and editing content and recording content and just play around with it yeah so let us know what you think about about our thursday release day now and
1: who knows maybe if thursday doesn't work maybe we need friday or saturday let us know go go to our instagram and let us know
0: well today is a family friendly day it's funny we we choose these films and TV series that we say are family friendly, but yet they pull on those heartstrings a lot of uh, the times. Honestly, honestly. So,
1: bum, 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 the the big movie that we are viewing today is Encanto. We don't talk about Bruno. No, no, Bruno. no. <laughs> But you are absolutely right, and honestly, I had to, I I was really shocked that this one is not a Pixar film. This one is just like a Disney Studios film, and I was actually really shocked by that because, oh my gosh, it, it pulls on your heartstrings like a Pixar movie so hard.
0: That's the motive that Pixar and Disney really likes to do, more than none. Pixar studio. It's all the same family umbrella if we're being honest. (laughs) You think of things that are Pixar animation films and it's still Disney. And it's still under the same umbrella where my point is. But yes, this film makes you laugh. It makes you cry. It does the whole shebang which I will save my end (laughs) comments for the end of this film. But I think this film is very special. It just knocked it out of the park in the box office and not getting too far into what the ratings are, but just giving a hint of what the box office Mm -hmm. sold. Considering this film came out in the height of the pandemic and it was released straight to Disney Plus and it wasn't directly in theaters but i thought i was gonna have to wait i thought i was gonna have to wait and then
1: i just like got on disney plus and bam it was
0: there it made a whopping 256.5 million dollars
1: dang
0: yeah dang
1: (laughs) and but like that it makes sense because again trying not to like get too far into my review of it it was like before i even saw the movie myself i knew i wanted to see it 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 had it was so colorful it was so so the animation just looked gorgeous uh it 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 looked like everything that i want disney like out like everything i want out of like a disney animated film I could see that it was going to do that and it just I was really interested in it and I mean the house came to life and everything so it just like seemed like a fun little movie so it it, I definitely understand why it did so well in the box office because I was intrigued from the first trailer I saw of it and then was so pleased when I just clicked on Disney Plus one day and there it was
0: (laughs) the thing with Disney films is It is just full of surprises in the sense of when you think that, oh, they're coming out with the same content over and over, they're doing reboots and revamps, and then they come out with something fresh and new, like the film Encanto, and you have not seen anything like this, Mm -hmm. and this film Mm -hmm. did not disappoint. The ratings, which we will get into, but... I did not honestly see any trailers for this film. I didn't know what to expect until finally it popped up on Disney Plus when it did. And you, along with so many other friends and family members had said, if you haven't seen this movie, you have to see it. And just that alone, everyone was so right. And it is you hit the nail on the head. It is such a colorful movie in the sense of the posters alone and the stilts, just the photos coming out from this film, are colorful. But once you actually watch the movie, it is so gorgeous and so colorful and just it is amazing the work that they put into this film there's so
1: much movement and in every scene and it's just so gorgeous to to watch the entire time like and i would never do this because it would be blasphemous to not have not to listen to every song that is in this movie (laughs) because every song is a banger but it's just I could I could watch this entire movie on mute, the entire thing on mute and just be completely entertained by the visuals happening on the screen because it's just such a gorgeous movie.
0: It is so mesmerizing. And this film came out last year in November of 2021. And just a little bit of background of just what the basis of this film is. It centers around a family that is hidden in the mountains of Colombia, and they live in this house that comes to life as Rachel called and um, it's this house this casita is what they call it is surrounded by just magic where every child that is born in this house is equipped with magical powers and every specific magical power that each child has is a unique gift that is discovered through individuals and there's just so much that gets into this i would say each individual that is we are introduced to in the, to this film which we'll get into the siblings and the family members mm-hmm. and everything but that's each just of- i would
1: each of which who deserves like their own tv show by the way <laughs> yes
0: yes and just putting that out there because rachel made the statement last episode that there are spoilers in this film everybody i i'm over the whole spoilers warning but you know what we're just putting it out there spoilers if you haven't seen this film Go watch it, come back, listen to our episode, and then let us know if we were spot on with our episode <laughs> <or> Whatever. <laughs> um. Yeah. So just, again, we have, as they amaze us with every single film that comes out of Pixar and Disney, I love how they are so inclusive and they want to hit every single culture and really with coming into it where we've had movies such as coco that movie was so colorful so much fun to watch and i we'll love re- coco we'll review that at some point and i don't know this... if i could go back don't make me watch it again <laughs> <laughs> but this film what's so magical and colorful about this film is we are introduced to a whole new culture into colombian culture and something that we have not seen from the disney studios before I think I think it was
1: such a wonderful setting too. All of the scenery, like the the town that they had that they lived in was just absolutely beautiful and and everything like just the house alone, just the casita was <sighs> so beautiful.
0: And then just being introduced to a character such as Maribel, where it is, the movie is mainly surrounding her and her trying to figure out what it is her unique gift is. Where her siblings, she has a older sister, and then I think a younger or middle sister. So I think she's the youngest, I believe.
1: Yes, Um. as far as I can tell, the only sibling or cousin of hers that is younger than her is Uh, Antonio that was his name Antonio yes so he's the he's the youngest and she is the second youngest in the household
0: and we come to find out where all of her siblings have these unique special abilities where one of her sisters are super strong where they can lift mountains yes and then we have another sister who is able to make beautiful i would say just um i would i would love to have her gift of being able to create gorgeous flowers and scenery and just succulents i think my entire room would be succulent theme or something honestly (laughs) if
1: i had her powers especially after like she she came into them later on in the film and was able to make the cacti and the succulents and whatnot i would my room would be so dangerous at that point (laughs) because I I would be the same way just cacti and succulents everywhere
0: but in essence what happens is when the kids are presented with their unique gift they go The house is based around this candle that early on in the film, you don't know who exactly these individuals are, but it is Maribel's grandmother and grandfather at the time that are running when they are being chased, and they bring this magical candle with them that essentially builds their casita that is surrounded by magic Mm -hmm. and with this casita what happens is every child is presented with a unique gift and so when it comes to their specific birthday and time where they are presented with a specific unique gift it is surrounded by their own unique bedroom and there is this huge celebration where they get to open up the door to their bedroom, where they find out what it is their unique gift is. Mm-hmm. And
1: honestly, I I love this concept for the film, but this is exactly why I would love for them to do a TV show about um, mm-hmm. the the Madrigals because uh, I have so many questions. We we don't get to see the insides of so many of the rooms. Like, I'm so curious to see what Luisa's room looks like. I would love to see into Dolores' room. Uh, like I just want to see into each of their rooms. And, and I feel like the animators and the writers did such a wonderful job with the character designs and just writing in subtly full backstories into Mm -hmm. each of these characters that we only really get to scratch the surface of in this Mm -hmm. film and I would I this is definitely one that if they wanted to do a sequel for I would be there for because I have again so many questions about the family or even just a mini series maybe do that thing that they did like with the Baymax um, shorts (laughs) or something and just like do shorts on each of like the family members just give me a little bit more because I feel like there's so much more there to work with because those rooms I just need to see in them if nothing else.
0: In the essence of what happens within the beginning of the film is they're getting ready to celebrate Antonio's fifth birthday where he finds out what his specific gift and uh, abilities are and where Maribel is now 15 years old where most of I would say all of the siblings and cousins all of their gifts are presented I believe it is at their fifth birthday and unfortunately Maribel doesn't have a unique gift where it this I would say the first half of the film is focusing on Antonio's birthday and the celebration mm-hmm. where really there is no malice, there is no poor intentions. Maribel truly loves her, her cousin Antonio and really wants to be able to see him gain his powers and is excited for him and getting to open up and see Antonio's room for the first time.
1: I love Maribel's character in this movie and the Same. way that she was with Antonio cuz it's like that little girl said at the at the beginning little at the end of the song at the beginning of the movie where she was just like I think your special gift is denial <laughs> like <laughs> in the way that she handles like the fact that she didn't get her gift and now she has to potentially watch the the next a uh, child of the family get their gift get something that she really to this day still wants for herself but can like we talk about the fact that the family got all together for a family photo and then didn't invite Maribel into the family photo like, the,
0: the thing that did upset me with this film is how she was not believed when the cracks were starting to form in the house and they thought she was being jealous and wanted to take the limelight away from Antonio's birthday and that is uh, that is not the essence of what was happening at all.
1: <laughs> I didn't appreciate that either because it was very obvious to me that she never had any like she was obviously again upset over the over her not getting her powers and then her her cousin getting them. Like she was like obviously that's going to get under her skin a little bit, but not mm-hmm. because he got his powers. That's not why she was upset. And uh, she he he trusted her so much that even if she felt that way in the slightest I think he would have picked up on that and he trusted her so much that when he was afraid of possibly not even getting his own powers he was the only person he wanted to see was her and the only person Mm -hmm. he wanted to talk to that night was her and that's who he wanted holding his hand when he went and got his powers. so I thought it was really crappy of everybody else to to even behave like she would try to ruin his night in any kind of way and the fact that they didn't include her in that photo just will drive me nuts to this day.
0: Yeah the thing that I think is extra special about Maribel in particular is she's relatable where it's not a character that they've made that is somebody that's not relatable um and even to the point of her hair being super curly and wavy and her eyebrows being super thick which I I love her thick eyebrows (laughs) (laughs) Um, and so I loved that they gave her her own personality in the sense of versus we see with I would say like the disney princesses which every disney princess has their own specific personality but that's what is so true about this film is there is somebody that is relatable to everyone i would say especially with louisa's character i want to talk I about love louisa she had like one of the best songs
1: in the whole movie by the way <laughs>
0: What's so special, which, again, going back to all of the songs in this film that hit the top of the charts last year because they're so catchy and so well-written, especially the song, We don't talk about Bruno, no, 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 no. But her song in particular, which the whole entire time which we're introduced to her character, obviously only this film, is she is just feeling that pressure of, Being the strong one, whether it is actually her strength of being super strong, but it's also she is the strength of the family, too, where everybody is always coming to her with their burdens and needing help. And that song, essentially, that pressure drip, drip, drip is Mm -hmm. where people can only take so much before they can crack at some point. Yes, and i love
1: lisa so much because i funny thing about louisa do you want to know what uh, a, a, a teeny little fun bit of trivia that that kind of got disney into a little bit of trouble over this movie
0: oh usually i mean we were doing trivia early on in season one but hey feel free add in okay 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 so
1: When Disney made this movie, they were truly and wholeheartedly expecting Isabella to be the, obviously Maribel too, but Isabella and Maribel to be like the number one characters, like the top characters for merch for little girls for this movie. And a bunch of moms ended up like getting really mad at Disney because they were like, oh, my little girl wants a Louisa themed party and you didn't make any merch for her. Like, my little girl's favorite is Luisa and we can only find Isabella dolls. Like, what, what the heck? And they were like, well... And apparently, Disney even wanted to originally make her design, like, thinner and more slimmed down, and the animators fought back, and were like, no, we need to make her buff. Her whole thing is being strong, and we're gonna do that. And all the little girls loved it. That
0: is mind-blowing that they were gonna make Louisa a thin, super strong person, which, yeah, we've seen that in other I would say superhero films but I love that the animators really fought back on that Mm -hmm. that's some great trivia they were like no we need
1: our we need our strong we need our strong woman and we're gonna have her in the movie and it was great and love that she's the character that all the little girls like turn to and we're like Lisa I want to be strong like Lisa like that was just so awesome
0: I want to chat about bruno's character just because the whole time is everything is playing out i originally thought that bruno was actually gonna be a bad guy that that maribel was gonna end up finding him and then he was gonna end up using her and doing something really mean to her i don't know but i did not get or see that coming where realistically He's been there the whole time, hiding in the crawl space of the house.
1: Fun thing about Bruno, if you go back and actually look at all of the promotional materials for this movie, like the big posters that feature the house and the whole family and everything in there, the whole family is in there. And by the whole family, I mean Bruno included. He is hiding somewhere in almost every photo that it includes the entire family for the promotional material for this. He's like hidden somewhere in the background, almost like a where's Where's Waldo, but instead where's
0: Bruno. <laughs> Isn't that wild? I, I'm clicking through these and it's, yeah, it's a "Where where's Waldo moment
1: yeah he's in every single one that features the full family they made sure to make it a family portrait for every single one and i love that uh also in his in his song in the we don't talk about bruno uh diss track (laughs) of the film he's actually during dolores's scene where she's singing about hearing him in the walls and stuff uh she you can actually see him up on the balcony of the house, of the casita, just kind of like bopping his head along
0: to the song. (laughs) That is so funny. Yeah, I am looking through all these promotional photos and one of them I found him. And then there's another one I'm looking at where, yeah, it's definitely, where's Waldo? But the whole entire time, I thought it was so interesting that they... They essentially early on shamed Bruno for his powers because they thought what he was telling was going to come true, which in a sense it did come true, but he was just predicting in the sense of this will happen, but we can alter and change kind of how everything will come into fruition.
1: I actually had like a bit of a theory when I was rewatching it, and then it kind of got confirmed for me upon rewatching it at the end of the film. Where we were, we were re-watching the movie and we got to, we don't talk about Bruno. And all the people in town are like, oh, he told me my fish would die. He told me I was going to lose my hair. He told me I was going to get uh, like chubby, blah, blah, blah. Like, wah, 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 And I was sitting there and I was like, what if he wasn't doing full, like, actual visions for people? What if he was just walking around, living his life, being Bruno, and... Just was like, hey, your fish looks a little green around the gills. Maybe change its water or something. Like, just, like, making passive comments to people, like, about mm-hmm. stuff. And they were immediately just assuming that Bruno was making a vision for them and freaked out over over nothing and took none of the advice and just took it for on what was gonna happen and continue change nothing about their life continue just living it the way they did and then were upset when it happened and then at the end of the movie when bruno comes back and they're doing the whole song uh all of you and mm-hmm. bruno comes back and he's making his apology to his family he actually looks at his sister and says i'm sorry about i can't remember how the exact lyric goes but he basically says i'm sorry about your wedding day i wasn't making a a Prediction. I could just tell that you were feeling under the weather, Mm -hmm. and so he was like, he's literally like, it wasn't even a vision. I was just trying to reach out to you as your brother. Bruno's incredibly misunderstood, and everybody is mean to him. And I love Bruno.
0: (laughs) Same, and it makes me so sad that they shunned him and. He felt, you know what, I don't want to be too far from my family where he was still always there and he made some cool rat friends in the (laughs) space of where it is that he lives. And I loved that Maribel was able to finally go into his own room, which I thought it was so interesting how they designed it to be this never ending staircase to finally get to him yes <laughs> i just i love her
1: walking up the stair, basically crawling up the stairs singing the song and she's like magical house with a magical stairs
0: <laughs> i can't remember what it was who what animal was it that went up the whole entire stairs with her it was like then- a toucan or something It was! Yes, yes, yes! And then finally it got too scared and said, I ain't going, and it dipped out and said, Nope, you're on your own, chick. (laughs) Yeah, I find it so interesting that just the toucan didn't make such more of an appearance than just that scene because it was so cute what the toucan was saying. It was like, okay, I'm going to follow you this far into the fire and then just dip out halfway yeah, yeah at the that end. was funny. But I love just how interactive the house was with them. And it's very interesting because I thought the house was going to play. It did It did play a big part. But I thought it was going to play such a bigger part where at the at, towards the end, which I'm jumping a little bit. But when the house finally gets destroyed because they were not heeding her warnings of the house is cracking the house is going to fall and just everything that she was warning them for so many i don't know what the exact time frame was whether it was a day or days worth and then finally it's the house crumbles and then grandma finally says oh well okay and grandma's still mad at her like what abuela should have been
1: a lot better about about Maribel not getting her gift, which, by the way, I don't think that is what happened at her ceremony. And me and Clay right. have talked about this a few times. And I think there's a reason she didn't get a door. And I think that originally, had the house not cracked and fallen apart, that she was eventually supposed to get a Buela's room at when unfortunately Umbuela would eventually pass away at some point, I think she was meant always meant to have Umbuela's room. When she didn't get her powers that day, I think it really was more about her being the one who was always meant to be the next one to fill that role. Because if you watch the rest of the movie, yes, the house does things for the rest of the family and it'll react to other people and do like its cute little interactive house thing, but the only person who's really, and Clay's the one who really pointed this out to me, but the only person who's actually actively talking to the house, and this includes Abuela. Abuela doesn't really Mm -hmm. talk to the house. It's always Maribel. Maribel actively talks to Casita all the time, and so I think that was her gift Casita itself. She was literally meant to be the household for her family. Nobody loved that family more than Maribel.
0: What is with you? You have been throwing out these weird logistic (laughs) (laughs) the last two episodes we have done you have thrown out these big (laughs) big, (laughs) mind blown moments and um I don't think you were off on that just because you are so 100% right now that I'm thinking back to the movie and re-watching just a screen cap and everything is yes the house Casita did interact with the rest of the family but not to the extent that it did with Maribel you were so right and I love that they did, they did leave it open where potentially they could do a second film if they really wanted to. That would be such a cool dynamic where, of course, we don't want to see Abuela pass away. We don't want to see her pass away by any means. But I could see them essentially doing a, a send-off similar to what they did in Moana with her and then seeing maribel take over and mm-hmm. be the new person in charge because yeah maribel loved her family and was there and really wanted to no pun intended pick up the pieces <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah she she really i feel like i mean like her name is literally basically miracle like it like it, it's like what one letter off like So she really was supposed to be the embodiment of the next iteration or the next generation of the miracle that that was the that was there for not just the magical family, but the entire the entire town.
0: You need to stop with these things that you keep mentioning. Miracle and yeah. Okay. Oh, everybody
1: <laughs> pointed that out. You didn't notice that?
0: No. I noticed what? that when I was watching the movie,
1: like the like as soon as they said her name, they, they were like Mirabelle. And I was like, oh, like Miracle? <laughs> like the Miracle that they keep talking about?
0: <laughs> Something else that's worth mentioning is, is it just me or did Abuela feel very... I don't know. She's it seems like to me at least she treated Maribel different than the rest of her grandkids because of not having a gift.
1: Oh, she 100% did. There were one of the scenes that I think bothers me the very most was at the beginning of the movie when Maribel, again, She th- this day is incredibly hard for her. It's a reminder of the fact that she didn't get any powers and not even just Abuela. Because Abuela treats her differently, I I argue everybody in the family treats her a little bit differently over the fact that she doesn't have powers. So that day was so incredibly hard for her, yet the movie starts on that day and she wakes up Ready to go. She's happy. She's smiling. She's singing and dancing with the town getting them excited and hyped for what's going to be going on later that day. She takes the time to make these really sweet candle placements uh, to put candles on represent the miracle that literally gave them all their powers and she's literally putting one in front of each door to represent each of her family members because she loves each of her family members dearly. And she put so much time and effort into this whole thing that is probably also causing her a lot of pain. And then she she accidentally knocks one of them over and her, and Abuela comes to her and basically is like, just kind of poo-poos on the whole thing and is just kind of like, why are you even bothering? Why are you even doing this? You're just, you're just in the way. You're just always in the way. Aww. And... It's reflected in and then Maribel's oldest sister because, and I'm not the first one to point this out, but um, Abuela treats Isabel, Isabella, literally the most special out of all of her grandchildren, even out of all of her children, as far as, as like special treatment goes in the family. She really and the reason why is she sees herself in Isabel and she wants her to live that that life that she that got ripped away from her as um as a younger girl. So then because she has that closeness with Isabella and because she she's wanting to see herself in Isabella, Isabella picks up on that and then yeah. in turn also treat literally multiple times during the movie is telling Maribel you're in the way you're just always in the way things would be easier for you if you weren't such a try hard and got out of the way and it's incredibly sad to literally see that come come down through generations like that
0: Yeah, and it's funny because you finally figure out after the two sisters get to finally duke it out, I would say. Yes! And essentially Isabella feels so overwhelmed. She doesn't want to get married to the guy that she's supposed to be getting married to. And that's where they really have that sister-sister heart-to-heart moment where maribel says well you're the perfect sister they love everything that you do and isabella says well i don't want all eyes on me i want to be different where she starts changing what it is her bedroom looks like where it's this gorgeous just flowery floral theme and then she starts putting cactus everywhere and I'm like yeah you do you girl you do it (laughs) and there's also I love it, it it was a tough cringy moment to watch this unfold because I think we have all had that time and that moment between not only our siblings but also our parents and grandparents where finally things come to a head with Maribel and Abuela where they finally have that fight that just Maribel says you are the cause of the rifts between the family and the house cracks from them having that argument and Maribel feels the only thing she can do is leave at this time.
1: I want to like. I just like want to backtrack a a, a little bit, and I'm gonna go back into literally what you were just saying, based off of this. But it speaks so much to Maribel's character as well, because these are the two characters in the film that have literally given her the most grief and the hardest time out of the whole out of the whole uh, movie. So in that moment, and. Maribel makes it very clear, maybe not so much about Abuela, but definitely about her sister, that she doesn't like the way her sister treats her, she doesn't like the way her um, sister behaves, and uh, she just is kind of envious of her perfect life, that all of that gets broken down, like, like taken away, just melts away immediately as soon as Isabella looks at her and, and makes that incredibly large confession where she is just like, I never wanted to marry him I was just doing it for the family and she just like immediately like Maribel is like no longer mad no longer upset just all of that melts away and she's just like dude that's that's huge and and just wants to be of course she's still trying to save the miracle and get the hug that she knows she needs out of her sister to save it but she really is at the same time trying to be there for her in that moment where she's starting that that self discovery moment and then later on with her grandmother after she runs away and her and abuela finds her and she's able to they're able to kind of talk it out a little bit more calmly and a little bit more abuela tells the whole story the along with that beautiful song the the two caterpillars song it's just so gorgeous oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so after you get that whole story she again just like all that anger all that resentment it just melts away and she just takes her into the water and it's like the there's nothing that we can't fix together and I think that speaks so so much to what like what a great character Maribel is because like in those moments she is like still able to see her family for for the human beings that they are the imperfect powerless beings they can be and her power is literally just being there for them and just being this rock for their family and It's amazing, and I absolutely love it.
0: Yeah, I think it's one of those things that it's... There's always going to be one person in the family that is either the voice of reason or the person within the family that everyone turns to in tough times and everyone is able to go to this person. And I can for sure say that... There is somebody, at least in my family, that is like that, and then also at the same time, just friends and other people I know that I've spoken with over the years that, yeah, there is somebody who is that voice of reasoning that everyone is, I would say that person is that even keel, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm
1: and i love at the end of the film when they finally bring everybody home they've kind of worked through it all like obviously there's a lot of work still left to do they still have to build their whole house they have to rethink about the family structure because it didn't work before and they obviously don't want to break their new casita so it's the way they come back and then they not just the family but the whole town helps rebuild their entire house and then it comes to life but right before that when they're singing the all of you song mm-hmm. and they're asking they hand maribel her her doorknob for her new home mm-hmm. and they're asking her what she sees like in the reflection of the doorknob and we get to see that she sees herself like she sees the reflection of herself in the doorknob which i think is so beautiful because she finally gets to see herself and it's because her family is finally getting giving her that validation that she's always wanted and then but what i love is like when she when she says she sees me but then she says the next line I see all of me. She doesn't say all of me looking at the doorknob. She literally looks up at the rest of Mm -hmm. her family and sees all of their faces, like, smiling back at her. I'm, like, literally tearing up talking about this. And just, like, and then she's like, I see all of me. And, like, she had, like, and that's just, that is literally her power. She literally sees herself and her power in her family and her family Mm -hmm. being whole. And... That's literally what brings the house back to life. And it's just so beautiful. I just absolutely adore this movie. So tell me, Nikki, tell me. What did the critics give this movie and the audience give this movie? What are your guesses? I, um, based on when this, like, I remember there being an incredible amount of hype when this movie came out. So, I'm going to say that the audience score is probably higher than the critic score because the audience freaking loved this movie. We freaking loved it. And the critic score is still going to be high and in favor of the movie, but possibly a little bit lower than the audience. Give me a number. Um, uh, I'm going to say audience in like 90 5-ish range, and then the, the, um, critic Store, like, 90, like, maybe upper 80s. You're good.
0: Oh. <laughs> the audience gave it a 93! And then the Tomato Reader gave it a certified fresh rating of 91! I was close on both of those! That was good! You have been oddly very spot-on for many ratings that we have done in the past. <laughs> I, I, have a, I have a good, a good
1: gauge for what, cri- what the critics will like and what the audience will like.
0: On that note, what is your rating for this film?
1: My rating for this film is going to be an extra large bag of popcorn. Get all your popcorn salt. Get all your popcorn butter. Like, just just make this... Like, get the most colorful bag of popcorn Hmm. that you own and put the popcorn in that bag. Just... This movie is so good, and I love to revisit it. I was so happy to revisit it this week to prepare for this podcast. It was such a joy to get to watch when it originally came out, and I'm not ashamed to say I literally will have this movie on in the background while I'm cleaning the house Mm. or doing other chores. I have the entire soundtrack on my Spotify playlists. I love (laughs) jamming out to uh uh surface pressure and and uh
0: we don't talk Look about Bruno. You. you know all the names of the songs too well
1: yeah i gotta find them on spotify when i want to listen to them <laughs> but and the um i'm not gonna pronounce the spanish name correctly so i'm just gonna call it by its english name the two caterpillars song i literally cannot listen to either versions of the song because there was the original Spanish version in the movie and then they included a version in the end credits that translates parts of the lyrics into English and both versions will bring me to tears every single time they're so good
0: I have to second that I'm gonna also give this an extra large just because it was such a fun filled movie that it still plays on the heartstrings. It makes you cry. It makes you laugh. It makes you feel sad, angry. Million different motions in one for a movie that's an hour and 39 minutes. And it is just such a colorful film. And again, I love that Disney is being inclusive and working to add in so many different cultures in the new movies that continue to come out every single year and this film they did such a phenomenal job and it was so well done that the songs were very very catchy as you said that again we mentioned they were at the top of the charts the characters are relatable everything about this film was immaculate and well done and i agree if they end up either doing some kind of spin-off tv series on disney plus or a second film or even a prequel. I am so on board with it. (laughs) Please, I
1: need to know more about every single Madrigal cause they are the amazing, the amazing Madrigals. Like I need to know more. So yes, sequel, shorts, TV show on Disney plus, whatever we need to do to make that happen. Cause I, if anything else, I just need to see in those rooms. I need to see those rooms. Agree. Agree. I'm really just turning red right now because I can't think of a good hint for next week's episode. (laughs) (laughs) Ta-da!
0: Well, this has been a great episode, just recapping and chatting about the film Encanto, and I am very excited to be able to review next week's episode. I have not seen this one yet, so this is a brand new movie that I will be watching. And, yeah. I've seen this one already because I have no chill when
1: it comes to new releases, but I'm excited to get to rewatch it and come back and talk to you about it next week. So until then,
0: until then, everyone. Bye. If you love two girls, one review, go subscribe, wherever it is that you listen to your podcasts.
1: that, all the little go- little girls. <laughs> I'm turning into Gru. <laughs>